Hello sacred souls and welcome to My Sacred Return, the podcast. I'm Liz and I created this space to help you connect with experiences that let you know you're understood. Whether you're struggling to juggle the weights of the world, feel like childhood wounds are still holding you back, or just want a peek into the life of someone doing the work, I'm pretty sure that I have something for you here. So let's talk. Hello my sacred souls and welcome back to another episode of My Sacred Return the podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I'm Liz and today's episode I wanted to talk a bit about solo travel because I have just come back from an amazing trip to Mexico. I was there for a few weeks and loved it. And it wasn't my first time solo traveling, but it's something that I do often. I've been doing this now for seven years, I think. Yeah, seven years now I've been solo traveling. And every single time I do it, there is someone who asks me, how do you do it? Aren't you afraid? Do you think that it's safe? And so I wanted to talk about it a little bit. And I especially wanted to highlight it for women for the fact that I know so many women who ask me about it and they express that they're scared to try it and when I speak to men who want to try it, usually their reason for not trying solo travel yet has nothing to do with fear, it's usually due to lack of finances or time off work and things like that and so this one is geared towards women, however, if there are men out there who want to solo travel and also feel a bit hesitant, this episode of course translates over to you, but if there are a few little things that I say and it's directed towards the woman, then just, you know, flip it on its head, um, it's for everyone. So, first things first, Mexico, OMG, what a beautiful place. So I went to Tulum and then I went to Cancun and I spent the majority of my time in Tulum. I will say, um, out of the two places that I went to, funnily enough, I found Cancun to be a lot more peaceful. I don't know whether it was because of the part of Cancun that I was in. I was really staying with the locals. I didn't really see too many tourists outside of myself. So maybe that's why I found that it was quite calm. Tulum, on the other hand, was so intense. And for the most part, it was intense in an absolutely amazing way. I had such a good time. I met amazing people. I definitely made a couple of friends for life. And yeah, I saw beautiful things. I ate beautiful food. I just felt so well. But there was a day that the energy was completely off. And that was quite scary because Tulum is so intense and I, I feel like it's deeply spiritual. The intensity of it goes one or the other. It's kind of like me as a person. There's a high and then there's a low and I didn't find a medium, whereas Cancun was like a medium. So yeah, there was definitely a weird day and someone definitely tried to kidnap me, but by the grace of God, they didn't succeed. A lovely man helped me out and I am back home now um but yeah I wanted to start that off this is the first time I've ever had an experience where someone has ever tried to kidnap me or do anything like that and they didn't he didn't have um 
how can I put it? It wasn't as scary as an experience as when I say like try to kidnap me. It was a man down the street. He was quite drunk following me around and he was pulling at me a bit to try and get me to go with him. That's me saying it in simplified terms. But I wanted to start by putting that out there because in my seven years of trying to well, not trying to, but solo traveling, that is the first time that something like that has ever happened to me before. And I have had a lot worse things happen to me back home in Birmingham, in England, where I live, of course, um, just in the space of like a year. I've had go out to a bar or something, people groping me, etc. as a woman we have these things happen to us and it's so wrong but I wanted to start off and put that fear kind of like the the nasty side of traveling solo in my experience out there first before I say everything else because of course now I've had that experience I wanted to expose it but yeah that's the first time anything like that has happened to me other than that all of my solo travels travels have been absolutely amazing and I think everybody should do it so I said before on Instagram I made a post on Instagram before and I was talking about the fact that I want more women to solo travel and not just solo travel but do things by themselves to expand their horizons I know so many hyper-independent women and I have been one for a very long time. I would call myself a retired hyper-independent woman now. Um, There's definitely still some remnants in me as like my default setting, say, um, as if I was a synth, but there are definitely still those traits because hyper-independence comes from trauma and it comes from like the emotional damage in, it could be childhood, it could be adolescence, but hyper-independence comes from some sort of emotional damage and the person's response to it is to basically pretend that they're okay alone. Now, if this is something that started off when you were a child and you had to pretend you were okay when you weren't from a very young age, by the time that you're in your 20s, say, you probably don't even realise that you're faking it because you've normalised this behaviour. You're probably the strong friend, you can handle anything with ease as it seems, you know, You can close yourself off from getting too deep in emotions. You can shut down easily. All of these things. You're super overprotective over yourself. You don't like to delegate too many tasks for anyone else to help you out. I am the girl who has been there before. So I'm speaking from experience. I know, sis. (laughs) I know what it's like to be overly hyper-independent as a woman but it is not healthy. It is a trauma response. And so I find that with all the women that I know who are hyper-independent, we get into these conversations of me doing these things that they might seem to be risque. And they're like, oh, I can't because this responsibility and that responsibility. And this person relies on me and that person relies on me and this. And I'm like, hold on. What about you? What about you? And then I hear the talks of, oh, when I have a partner, we're going to do this. When I have these people around, we're going to do this together. And I'm like, been there, done that, heard the story, even wrote it on a t-shirt before. 
I used to wait so long for friends to be able to come places with me or I'd have places that I really wanted to visit like my the top of my list of places I wanted to go to and I was like when I have a husband and children we're gonna go there together for the first time so cool and I had to get to a point where I realized this was me pushing things out and waiting for this dream life to ultimately manifest itself where I didn't feel so alone because if I faced the fact that no there is just nobody to come with me I may have friends but nobody wants to come and travel with me I had so many friends around me who had money we all had the money to go on these trips and in conversation when I was like I want to go somewhere they'd be like oh yeah I want to go too it'd be so nice we should go together yeah and like we'd plan like a date of when we should go and as I'm like should we book now like I found the flights I found this and when you are hyper independent you're usually the more organized one who will find things so I'd be like okay I found flights I found accommodation I found everything for us to go and you know get our groove on and there'd always be an excuse but then I would see my friends going out on the weekend spending 200 300 pounds on buying drinks and they don't even drink but they're buying drinks for other people and then I see them going out and they're buying 400 500 pound bags and shoes and all of these things but then they don't have money to be able to go on a trip And then, you know, they get a new boyfriend and like, he's like, hey, let's go and take a few days off to go somewhere, you know, on a nice trip and they have fun. But it's like, she could never get the time off work. He could never get the time off his responsibilities. But now all of a sudden they've got new partners, they can do it. People make time for what they want to make time for. And when you sit and you face it, the fact that, yes, you are, you know, independent but to an extent you are hyper independent but the people around you don't want to do what you want to do and when you face it it's really really sad so it can make you you know feel like you're not wanted it can take you back to the place where you first were emotionally damaged as a child but it's important for us to face this so that it can give us the courage to go and do what we want to do so for me the first time I solo traveled it was actually kind of like um how would I describe it without describing it? There was basically a situation that happened and I was waiting to go on a holiday with a person that I thought I was going to be with forever and ever, blah, blah. And something happened and it was a very um, negative situation and I was like, I need to get out of here. And so I went and I booked a trip like the next morning to go to Paris and I didn't even think about it but it was like we were supposed to go traveling together we never gone traveling together because there was always an excuse he always ended up not having the money although he had the money to spend on weekends and there was always some there was always something it wasn't just finances there was just always something and there were plenty of times and holidays and things that I missed out on because I was waiting to do it with this person who didn't want me to do it without them and so that moment I had this kind of like effort moment where I was like no I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna just travel by myself and I booked it probably a week or less than a week before I actually left and at the time I was so like 
I didn't think about it until the day came and I was so nervous. I used to be a person who was afraid of planes, like petrified. I think even now I still say like I'm scared of planes, but I think I've got a lot better to now. I don't think I can claim that anymore, but I definitely was afraid of flying. So on the day I was like nervous, my belly was doing backflips but I went anyway and I had a brilliant time and on my first day I actually ended up getting lost um, and I'm a person who I can read maps really well if I go somewhere I can usually find my way back without having to look at a map but this time I went out in the evening and then my battery died it was like typical these things do happen to me but it was so typical Ellis like my battery died I'm in the middle of nowhere I didn't take a map with me in hand I forgot the name of the place that I was staying at I was trying to find my way back I ended up turning left when I should have went right and I ended up asking a guy like how like I need help to get to this place I think it's near here and he walked with me for about I want to say an hour and a half and got me back. Now today, um, that's not something I would recommend anyone to do. I would recommend always take with you a portable charger. I would recommend to be careful, don't just go off with strangers. But I felt safe and at ease and I had seen so many people like walking past me to ask for help. Women, men, grown people, younger people and it was this one guy that I just felt like I can ask him out of everyone and by the grace of God he was an angel, he helped me, he didn't ask for nothing, he didn't try anything inappropriate, he just helped me get back safely and went about his business and I never saw him again. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't recommend that but on the trip it was so fun I was like going around doing things by myself and I realized that the scariest part of traveling solo is the fact of literally just knowing that you're going to be by yourself in a new space but going around was no different than being at home and deciding oh I need to go shopping like you go shopping when you're on holiday, if you want to go shopping, you go shopping. If you want to go and see something, you go and do the things by yourself. You don't have to wait around for anyone else. You don't have to check if someone else likes it too because it's all about you. And I think when you're so hyper-independent, as much as you do things by yourself and for yourself, you don't truly do things that are for you in the like how can I put it in the most beautiful light gifting yourself treating yourself state you do the necessities for you but the extras mm, you don't do them as much as you should yeah you might buy yourself a bag yeah you might you know you've paid your bills you've got your nails done your hair done and all these kind of things if you have time because when you're so hyper independent and you're such a go-getter you probably don't have time for all of those things but to really do just take some time for yourself rest and not answer the phone and not be at everybody's beck and call and not jump up when someone says hey I I need you to come and help me with this favor to not take on the extra workload at work to really just go and take a break for yourself and not have a rigid plan of what it looks like it's hard for people who are hyper independent to do that because you haven't been taught and you haven't developed that 
part of yourself that needs to do you know speaking about it I'm thinking about myself too much I'm trying to pull myself out of it a bit but you haven't developed that part of yourself that is compassionate enough to know that you deserve to be spoiled and treated like an absolute princess or a prince if you are a man listening to this so for me solo traveling it opened me up to something completely different and it made me realize there's more to life than just paying bills and working tirelessly because many of these things that we do are by circumstance they're not by choice they are by circumstance and so as we grow up in life through whatever emotional damage that we've experienced and we move outside of the physical manipulation of others or the neglect or any of those things that we've experienced that have led us there. And I will do a whole episode on hyper-independence if anyone wants me to. But yeah, once you move out of that state of someone else controlling you, you start to do those things for yourself. And that's one of the big things about experiencing abuse, neglect, any of those things as a child, is that when you grow up, even if you are out of that space and the environment physically, you will continue those habits amongst yourself with you and say your other loved ones in the relationships. You will continue those habits until you actually consciously break yourself out of them. And so with hyper-independence, one of the things that I found for myself was that I was constantly looking for where I was needed and solo travel helped me find a balance for myself and realise that I also needed what I was giving to others. And it was my first, it was the first point of my life where I started to actually give myself that grace now I can say there are so many areas where I give myself that grace and I'm still working on it but the first place was solo travel and I think that's probably why I felt such a pull towards it after I did it the first time because I felt free I didn't have to check in with anyone and it wasn't about living with people or not was I living with anyone when I first solo traveled I can't remember where I was living at the time. I can't remember if I was living by myself at the time or if I was living with family. But the first time I solo traveled, it wasn't like, you know, I needed to um, check in with anyone. Like I made my own money. I took care of myself, etc. But it was the fact that I had never went and done something for myself where I knew that I couldn't just pick up the phone and be there for someone else and I couldn't just you know turn up to meet someone where they needed me all of these things were things that I would do I would be so busy so inundated with things with studies at the time I was studying and working full-time and I remember people would call me like hey I've got this drama going on and I'd be like okay you know I'm here I can help you like And then I would be up until three in the morning having to catch up on my studies because I just put everything to the side for others. And so being alone, traveling, people know. It's like if people contact you while you're traveling solo and they just want to talk about regular stuff, it highlights even then the disrespect. Like I'm on a vacation, I'm on a break and this is not important. You don't think twice to call me it makes you like see who is just doing that 
but the majority of people even if that was their kind of like design with me they definitely left me alone a bit while I was traveling so that was the first thing that I realized that happened but also it built my confidence so much like as I said I never used to travel not travel sorry I never used to like planes I was so afraid of flying like terrified of flying but I did it and I had to say to myself when I was doing it like how are you doing this and I'm like do you know what anything can happen and I am someone who's been through so much so many of the things that people are scared of happening to them if they travel solo I've already experienced them and as awful as they are and as much as I wouldn't want to experience them again they've all happened majority of the things have happened in my hometown and so when I think about it I'm like would I rather continue to go through things here or something potentially happen to me on my doorstep here or would I rather it be somewhere beautiful and as morbid as that may sound that's the way that I think of things to for me to be able to actually move through and live my life yes I would rather if something happened to me that was awful god forbid that I'm somewhere enjoying my life, that I've had an amazing day, that I had fun, that I was in the sun and the beach eating fresh fruit or like meeting new people, doing something really cool and then something happened and my loved ones can say, do you know what, she was doing what she really wanted to do rather than me hiding away, not trying to live my life, just doing the same old things at a job that I feel miserable at, living my same boring life and then something happening to me and my loved ones thinking, oh gosh, you didn't even get to visit such and such a country, like, you know? So yeah it helps you build confidence when you travel alone it is the safety levels as far as I'm concerned are the same as if you're at home but for me I would say safety is even more I'm more aware of myself when I travel solo I think if I'm at home and I'm in my home city for example or even just in England there are certain things that I would do that I wouldn't do abroad for example I may walk down the street in certain areas with both headphones in at a volume that I can't really hear everything else that's going on because I know this road at this time is not too busy I'm still on the pavement it's kind of cool if someone comes around the corner I'll hear it whereas if I'm on holiday I will not be walking down the street with music playing in both headphones because I want to be aware and listening to what's going on and I don't really think you should walk around the street with two headphones on anyway but I'm saying there are certain kind of liberties that I will take at home that I wouldn't take when I'm traveling solo and I think as a person who was extremely like anxious and nervous before that actually worked to my benefit because it made me a lot more meticulous when traveling solo um yeah just a lot more careful but to the point that I could have the most fun and with traveling solo it has opened my mind so much more like I've always seen myself as an open-minded person but every year I think I get more open-minded and I definitely think that over the past seven years my life has changed so much my mind has changed so much like people who knew me yesterday don't necessarily know me today but people who knew me eight years ago there is no chance if they don't like if we didn't stay in touch these past seven years they don't know me 
at all solo travel changed my mind and changed my life I have met people across the world that are like me and I never until then I just got chills in my body because until I started solo traveling I'd never met people that I related to so easily and so deeply before I'd always met people that I'd resonate with on like a superficial level um or we just I had so many friends that had been my friends for so many years because we grew up together or our parents knew each other's parents or you know and most of those people have been part of the reasons why I had trust issues or you know just felt so alone in the world or unseen but then when you travel solo if you meet people who are also traveling solo, you already have one thing in common, that you've had the courage to go and travel somewhere that you don't know by yourself. And then I found that I would meet people that were so aligned with me in ways that I could hang out with them for two days and go home and still be in touch with them till today because in those two days we realized that we are so aligned and there are people that I knew back home for like 10 years And we'd never had any conversation, anything close to the conversation that I had with those people in two days. So, yes, solo trips are my favourite thing. Like, I honestly, I wish them for everyone. But I especially wish them for women because in this hyper-independence that stops people from doing things for themselves and stops women from doing things for themselves, there are a lot of women that are settling for less because they are not comfortable being alone they may be alone by circumstance and they may pretend to the outside world that oh it doesn't phase them you know they're fine being alone they don't need anyone but then all of a sudden they end up with someone who doesn't treat them well and they're just like oh all men are like this no they're not (laughs) sis no they are not all men are not like that I could get you 10 right now who are not like that But the normalized behavior is like people are going to treat you any kind of way. You're going to be the strong friend. So all of the friends that come into your life, no one's going to be able to come and care for you because you're the one that cares for everybody else. Unhealthy patterns that need to be undone. And by doing things for yourself outside of the necessities, the things that set your soul on fire, the things that make you feel happy and abundant, the things that truly awaken your desires the things that you have on the top of those wish lists of yours that you're waiting to do with your husband and your children start ticking them off by yourself now you'll realize that if you can do these things for yourself now then that means when you do have that husband and those children when you do have those true genuine friends it's going to be even greater than that because it's going to be your own joy magnified and once I started to do that I started to tick off things on the top of my list my mind opened to desiring things that I would never have even desired before because I I really limited myself to what was for me I was engaging in relationships with friends with people that I thought I was going to end up marrying which ill um but I was engaging in relationships with these people and now I look at myself and I'm like I would have imprisoned myself if I stayed in those dynamics 
but it took me stepping outside of myself and doing things like solo traveling, taking myself out to dinner, going to exhibitions or different kind of things by myself and not waiting for people to do them to expand my mind to the point that I was like yeah these things aren't for me they are limiting me and so I don't want people to continue to walk around in this world and settle for less because outwardly they're projecting that they don't care and they don't mind but deep inside themselves they are not comfortable being alone they feel severely lonely and as a result they will settle for the first person that comes around and shows them this bare minimum interest we're not doing the bare minimum anymore ladies we're not doing that you don't have to and you deserve some peace after all you've been through you deserve some joy and some happiness after all you've been through and this is the same for men everything that I'm saying is the same for men I have male friends that they're so they are so hyper independent they take care of everybody as well as themselves and I'm like man I can't wait for you to have a wife that sees you how you see everyone but you have to open your mind up and start doing things for yourself first otherwise you're gonna self-sabotage I would have self-sabotaged the greatest friendships if I continued to live the way I was living before I think I have sabotaged some of the friendships. There were some people that I've been friends with in life that I definitely sabotaged the relationship because I was choosing unhealthy dynamics because I so badly didn't want to be alone and I didn't think these friends could fill these voids that this person was filling that they weren't even filling but it was just, it was clutching onto anything. Now at this point, those things could not touch me with a barge pole because... I am confident in who I am and I see myself differently now and if I have the courage to do these things for myself and I can do these amazing things for myself, why on earth would I settle for less? So I want everyone out there who is, you know, stuck in this kind of mindset of waiting until these things come along to live out the life that you want to live to start doing things like pick something on your bucket list that's at the top of your bucket list somewhere that you can't wait to go to until you've got a husband or you find your best friends to go on this girl's vacay and do it by yourself go solo but every time I solo travel I make friends I don't I've never spent a time traveling solo completely by myself every single time I make friends and if you are someone who is not very comfortable just going out and like making friends say in a restaurant or you know different kind of like communal events or you wouldn't go to like a mixer or something like that by yourself then stay in a hostel even if it's just for part of your trip go and stay in a hostel there are women women only rooms you can go there you can meet people and then if you stay like say you went somewhere for a week you could stay in a hostel for like two nights or three nights and then you could go and stay by yourself somewhere else or you could stay in a double room in a hostel most of them have them where you can stay in your own room in a hostel but you'll have the communal areas to meet other people who are also solo traveling those places it's a lot more common for you to find people who want to do things because 
I've stayed in hostels and when I go into the hostels and I go into the communal areas, like people are just like, hey, what are you doing? Like, do you want to go out? Like, what are you doing this evening? Or what are you doing tomorrow? I wanted to go to this place. I'm going by myself. Like, I need someone to take pictures of me. And I'm like, I'll come. I wanted to go there too. Like, I'll take your pictures. You take mine, you know? Um, So yeah, you can do that. Like, go to a hostel, meet people. I know there's some like horror stories of hostels, but... When I hear horror stories of hostels, it's usually from people who've never been. And people who have been will know that it's not, yeah, it's not, um, it's not awful. Just the same way as you'd go and get a hotel. Check the reviews, look at the pictures. They usually have Instagram pages. Look on the Instagram page, see what other people are saying. You can DM people. The amount of people that have DM'd me that I've seen that I've stayed somewhere and they're like, hey, I've seen that you tagged this place, just wanted to know what it's like. And I'm happy to answer. So, you know, DM people, ask. Um, what else? Solo travel. Volunteering is another way to solo travel. I wanted to go to Bali. It was one of the places that I wanted to go to the most in my life. I think it was top three. Top two. Was it number one? I'm trying to think if there was somewhere. But I think Bali was number one, to be fair. And I was like, I'm going to wait until I have my man. And we're going to go on a vacation to Bali. And it's going to be so nice. I went there and I vacationed there. I volunteered there, sorry. In 2016. I had the best time of my life. Bali is one of the most amazing places ever. And when I do have my husband to go to Bali with, we're still going to go. And I'm going to be able to show him all of the amazing things and the places that I went to. And I'll be able to take him back to meet my friend Kadek, who was a local who lived there. And, you know, I'm going to look for the school that I volunteered at. Like, there's pieces of me that I left in Bali that... When I do have my husband or I do have these set of friends to take to Bali or I do have my children, I can go back and I've been in this place before and I've put part of my heart there. So when I take them to experience it, I can say, hey, look, you know, wifey did this or mommy did this and show them things and that will make me feel so much better than experiencing it together for the first time and there will be places where your loved ones have experienced something before and they want to show you and so I realized it was a myth that I was feeding myself that I wanted to do all of these first time things you know with people but it was just keeping me stagnant and it was keeping me from facing the truth that I was dealing with trauma in unhealthy ways. I was hyper-independent and hyper-focused because I didn't think people were going to come into my life and value me the way I deserve to be valued. But that was because I didn't value myself that way. And I didn't even realise that I could do it. But now that I do, can't talk to me. <laughs> you can't. You can't tell me anything. I think so many people know that who know me have seen my confidence grow by doing things like this. Everyone has always been like, you're an independent woman. You're a go-getter. You make things happen. You've always got good ideas. You can go in any situation. You're never down bad. All of these things. And it's just noise when it's from the outside. It's just noise because it never fulfilled me. And now I realise why. Because inside I was sad and I was lonely and I was empty. And I wanted companionship and I wanted people to truly see me. But by doing things by myself and for myself, I found those people 
people that truly see me. I have friends all across the world who I've met in travels or just going to things by myself that they see me. Even you can go on online and you can do like workshops for things that interest you. You know, sometimes people are waiting for friends to do it. I used to be one of those, like have a conversation with a friend and it's like, yeah, we're both interested in healing our traumas. I've just seen this workshop online. Let's both go and do it. Yeah, sounds cool. And then on the day of the workshop, you're friends with the awful ex-boyfriend and you are on the workshop by yourself. And that used to dishearten me, but then I would make friends in these workshops online and these different courses. So there are so many avenues. You don't have to go and travel solo as your first thing. You could, you know, sign up for a course that you want to sign up for, go and start doing yoga or this hobby. All of these things that you're waiting for people to do it with, start to do them by yourself. If I went to all of the places that I went to solo with people, I would have missed out on amazing friendships, like truly people that I'm so happy for in their life to see them grow. They are so happy for me. I'm getting chills again because they are are soul family to me. I love them so much and I would never have been able to have these relationships with them if I went traveling with people because... You don't just go out and you speak into all these different kind of strangers when you're with people because it depends on their temperament. If your friend or family member doesn't want to speak to people, then you're probably not going to speak to them and so on and so forth. When you're by yourself, it's completely your energy and you get to decide if you want to engage in a conversation with someone or not. And so, yeah, that's what um, solo traveling for me. I made, oh, I've made friends for life friends for life and they all affirm that I'm about to live in America anyway because the majority of them are from America and I'm like I'm coming but yeah oh it's the best thing ever I just love it I really do I just love doing things by myself and the more I do things by myself the more I'm able to assess my standards the more I'm able to say do you know what I don't actually like this oh I actually do like this um I find more pieces of myself when I solo travel as well it's like different parts of Ellis come out that I didn't even know existed and I'm like girl is that you and it's like yeah it's me (laughs) it's so cool like to just go and meet people to go and try new things that I would never try just in Mexico I went in a cenote and if you know what a cenote is it's literally like it's these under it's water but it's like under kind of what would you even call it because I'm not a person that swims I can't swim I I'm not interested in swimming but I went in there anyway and my feet couldn't touch the floor I was terrified I was like hanging onto the side but I went in the water I've ne- I would never have done that before and I met some girls that made me feel comfortable enough to go in the water with them, I trusted them to go in the water with them, there are people that I've met in my life that I would never do it with, so it was like, what happened there, only by God, uh, back in Greece, when I went to Santorini by myself, like, I met people there who got me into the water too, I would never do it, there are things that I would do when I'm with, like, they got me in the ocean, so that was different, but it was like, I would never do these things with just my friends back at home 
But when I'm out, I get to meet different parts of myself. And it's kind of like a timeline jump. It's like I'm jumping into different parts of my reality. And it helps my manifestations like come at a faster pace. Um, Yeah, because it just pushes you out of your comfort zone into this like new dimension for yourself. And even when I'm saying this, as I'm saying it, I'm reliving it and like my energy is changing and I'm feeling all the sensations and I keep tingling and I feel so happy that I almost feel like I'm not even conveying it to even like 1% of how amazing and life-changing it is. But if you have ever done it, if you've ever solo traveled, if you've ever jumped out of your comfort zone to try something completely new, you will realize what I mean when I'm saying that it changes you for the better. And so go and solo travel, please go and do something for yourself, something that you've been waiting around to do that you keep putting off and you keep saying, when I have this, I'm going to do it. When I have these people around, I'm going to do it. Go and do it by yourself. Start waiting for people. If you are independent, like you say you are, then be independent in the most healthy way and go and do something by yourself for your highest good. Not just the necessity, not just paying a bill, not just going to work, not just getting, you know, these qualifications or whatever those things are lovely they're amazing but go and do something nice for yourself and let me know how that works for you schedule it in now and let me know what you've planned and how it goes for you and so yeah just before I go I wanted to just leave with a few little solo travel tips because people are always asking me and I know this is not even going to be like an extensive list because as I'm traveling solo there are different things that I do that when I meet people they're like oh you do that and I'm like yeah and they're like oh good idea so yeah there's that but um so what would I say for solo travel a few little tips in no specific order If you are solo traveling for the first time or even for the 11th time and you want that extra bit of security with your loved ones and you know what you're planning to do when you travel solo, make an itinerary for your loved ones. So first of all, leave them with your flight details so they know where your flight, like, you know, what flight you're getting, etc. You can track flights and I always track my loved ones' flights. So... You can track flights, so give them the details, but also make an itinerary and put on where you're going to be staying, the number, the locate address, etc. throughout your stay so that they know if you're going anywhere for any specific day or you've got anything booked in. Also let them know and put that down there so that they can, if there's anything to happen or they can't get in touch with you, etc., then they can contact on that number and be able to get through to them and say like, hey, this is the last place that they were supposed to be, I haven't been able to be in contact with them again, etc. We don't need any taken incidents happening, not that they should happen, although obviously the way I started this episode, you might think, girl, but um, yeah, so leave them with an itinerary with where you're going and the days that you're going places, and stay in touch with people enough just to kind of say like, hey, I'm okay, I've gone here, you know, you don't have to have big conversations, this is your trip, your vacation, so you don't have to, and your loved ones should be able to respect that, and if they can't respect it, then 
oh well but if something was to happen at least we'll have the message that says to them hey she was here last or he was here last so give them an itinerary travel light if you can so depending on how long you go traveling for you want to travel light me if i'm traveling like i can travel for two weeks with a like carry-on luggage easy peasy i did stay in greece for a month with a carry-on luggage and a little backpack but that was because i took my laptop with me i didn't necessarily need the backpack um, and my intentions were only to stay there for a week and I ended up staying for a month easy peasy depending on what you want to do if you are like a fashion girl fashion guy and you want to have all these different fits then of course you might want to take like a big 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 thing but for me two weeks with fits for days in a small carry-on I can do that look on YouTube and watch how people like fit loads of things in their carry-on if you're going to be traveling like across different countries or you're going to be traveling for a longer period of time I would suggest investing in like a backpack one of the big backpacks that you know like you tie it around like your waist and like your breast area and yeah I did that for traveling to Asia I think and that was really cool depends on how big you are as well if you can carry it I am not the heaviest person in the world and so I try to carry things as light as possible but also just for luggage safety if you're traveling by yourself and you are a person who is very anxious you might want to start off with a travel that is not too long so that you can take with you just a little carry-on so in case something was to happen like you know when you check in luggage and sometimes people's luggage get lost and stuff like that of course that would make your first solo travel experience very like a downer so travel light for your first experience so you can just hop on the plane with your luggage hop off with it it's easy peasy smooth sailing and yeah I would recommend traveling light if you can for the flights depending on how you feel about flights if you are someone who is anxious when you're flying make sure that you download some podcasts or some Netflix episodes for your flight or any whatever kind of like streaming service you use download some of those things for your flight because yes flights do have films etc on them but it's not always going to be what you want and so if you aren't aren't comfortable flying then you're going to want things that are comfortable for you so download the things that you want audio books you you know stuff like that like yeah download your stuff um what else would I say I've already mentioned about staying in hostels okay using maps to get around so when you're solo traveling and obviously you're walking around the streets and you're going to different places depending on what kind of person you are some people will just get cabs every single place or have a driver or a shuttle or rent a car cool for you if that's your case then you know do that if you are a person who wants to like explore a bit more on foot you want to get buses you want to walk around to places and go to different places that are near you find the local things or you just want to be on foot or ride a bike you're gonna have to use maps now use the maps on your phone i have an iphone so i can't speak for android but i'm sure all different types of phones will have some sort of maps what i do is as i'm about to leave my accommodation i look at the map to get an idea of kind of like how many lefts and rights that i'm gonna have to take and then i will listen to the map in my earphones 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 and um, so <laughs> 
what is wrong with me today? I think I'm a bit too hot. So I listened to the maps in my earphones and of course they'll tell you when to turn left and when to turn right and things like that. But because I've already seen the map, I have an idea of it so I know okay, I'm going to turn at this corner and that corner and this is, you know, how many metres when they say and yeah. Um, it helps out to have that idea in your head before because you don't want to walk down the street looking in your phone at the maps constantly because of course that highlights that you don't know where you're going. And although people can do that in their own home places, especially as a young woman, I find that men, when I'm looking in my phone, like men speak to me and they're like, hey, where are you from? And it's just like, leave me alone. (laughs) So I tend to not be face in my phone too much when I'm walking down the street. And of course, people say for like reasons of like robberies and things like that. So yeah, you don't want to be just walking with your face in the phone 24-7. So look at the maps before you leave out and then put the headphone in one of your ears so that it can direct you verbally so that you can be walking and if you do have to stop at any point stop at like a corner or somewhere and look at the map again but don't keep walking looking at the map looking up because you just bring in attention to yourself um what else would I say know where your nearest hospital and police station is so before you even travel you should find out where's the nearest hospital and police station from where your accommodation is and then when you're off out day to day um, make sure that you've got like the address of where you're staying whether it's on your phone or in your purse write it down and also have written down like the names of like an emergency contacts that you've got with you um yeah just write that down and put that like in your purse and also if you have like a well I don't know if you can do it on other phones but on iPhone you can set up your health information on your device so that if something was to happen for you they can check it and they can see like if you've got any health issues or you know who your contacts are etc so also make sure that's set up and I think that should always just be set up regardless of whether you're traveling solo or not um what else take a tripod for pictures so the majority of my pictures when people see me like on instagram like who is taking your pictures i'm like me on my tripod with my little bluetooth clicker thank you uh the youtube girlies taught me how to do it so yeah take a tripod or like a what do you call the other one where you hold it in your hand i can't remember what it's called selfie stick yeah take a selfie stick my tripod is actually a selfie stick slash tripod it fits into my little carry-on luggage it folds down it builds up I take it with me yeah people will look at you when you're taking pictures but at the end of the day so what you are taking these pictures so that you have these pictures to take back home and if you are one of those hyper independent people like I was and you have all of these like I want to do these things for these people for the first time we'll take the pictures for them so they can see that you did it so take a tripod with you get your pictures if you don't mind of course like having like a you know not a great picture but it captures the moment then by all means just ask strangers to take pictures of you and remember when you're traveling you are allowing yourself to be your full self which means you're not the you at home that might be anxious to take pictures you are the you that doesn't mind taking pictures and having strangers take pictures because nobody's around like nobody that knows you is around anyone that could be at home and could be like oh who does she think she is taking pictures who does he think he is getting people to take pictures they're not there 
these people that you're taking these pictures in front of, you're probably never going to see them again. The people taking pictures for you, probably never going to see you again, but they'll take your picture. So ask someone to take a picture of you, or if it'd be more comfortable taking it yourself, then take your tripod with you. I've been taking my tripod. No one has said anything to me about my tripod until I was in Mexico. And then when I was in Mexico, the girl literally just said, oh, sorry, are you working? Because she saw me taking pictures with my tripod and she thought she spoke to me in the middle of me taking pictures as in for content. And I was like, oh, I'm not. But then I'm like, what? We're in 2022 now. You can pretend that you're taking content even if you're not a content creator because technically it is content for your scrapbooks to take home or your photo album. So yeah, take a tripod Um. What else would I say? I think that might be everything for now. Oh, don't try drugs. Now, I wouldn't tell anyone to try drugs anyway, but even if back home you engage in certain little um, psychedelics or different things, do not go on holiday and just be trying drugs. Even if you smoke certain things back home, don't go on holiday and just be taking it from different people. You do not know what's in there. You might have someone that you take drugs from at home and I don't promote it and I don't condone it or say, yeah, like don't do drugs. But if you are someone who does that at home, do not go on holiday and just start taking these people's drugs. You don't know who you're taking things from. The best thing that can happen for you is that you get scammed and there's no drug in there. The worst thing that can happen is that you could die taking something that you don't know what it is. So yeah, don't do that. Um, If you can learn the language or learn some basics of the language before you go, do that. And I would say be open, but be alert. So like have fun. Go there to have fun, let your hair down, enjoy yourself, get involved in the experiences, but don't lose your morals and don't be misled. So stay true to yourself. I mean, I've met so many people on my travels who I meet them and they tell me their life story and, you know, then they come out and they start doing things that is completely against or to the detriment of relationships that they're already in or you know, harmful for themselves, that they that ends them in terrible situations that I would not get myself in because I am so led by my morals. And so make sure you're firm before you go. If you're going on this solo vacation to travel and meet new people and, you know, party the whole time, then know what you're doing and know that you're going to party the whole time. So know to be conscious and aware of you're with strangers. As much as you're going to be making friends, you are still with strangers. So watch your drink carefully. It's not just your girls from back home that might watch your drinks. If you know that you can't handle your alcohol, don't be out there drinking too many things. Have one drink, have two drinks, whatever your limit is. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't there's a lot of things I don't do. So I, for me, I guess I'm not going to get into those situations of being kind of like out of my senses unless someone drugged my water. (laughs) But yeah, so for me, I can always kind of keep an eye on people that I meet while I'm solo traveling, but everyone isn't like me. And so when you're going you have to be responsible for yourself. So as much as you're going to go and you're going to be 
free and you're going to let off your hyper-independence. Remember, you are not letting it off to be careless. You're letting it off to be independent, to do nice things for yourself, not to go out there and put yourself in harm because you are basically not following or sticking to the morals that you already have. So uphold your morals, but go and have fun. Let your hair down. I mean, like, do you know what I mean? Shake something, go and have fun, meet people, go on a date if you want to go on a date. Like, there are so many amazing things to do by yourself. So yeah, go and do them. And I think that's about it on my little solo travel tips. If there's anything else that comes to mind, or if you have any questions, of course, ask me. But this whole episode was really for me to basically say, go and solo travel, go and see the parts of yourself that you never knew existed and welcome them into your life and watch your life change. It's going to get so much better. So yeah, I've been talking forever, but I just wanted to say that because I've just come back from a holiday and it was amazing and so many things go on in life. And so many things happened while I was traveling. So many things happened back home. So many things happened in my personal life that if I was back at home facing those things, it would be like kind of like, it would be more draining if I was facing those things and thinking, I'm not even doing anything for myself that makes me feel good, but I'm having to face all these things. While I was out traveling and facing things, it made things seem so much more minuscule because it was like, do you know what? This is my life and I get to design it however I want to design it. Things are going to come and things are going to go. So I might as well make sure that I am also an active participant in what happens in my life. We can't just be here and just be the punching bags of life's hardships. We have to also introduce ourselves to some of the beautiful things in life. Because as we do that, we're also making space for more of those things to become part of our reality. So that was me for this week's episode. I am happy to be back home. I am looking forward to my next trip wherever it is. Biden, Joe Byron, what I want to tell Joe Byron right now is let me in the country, please. I do not have any germs. I am healthy. So please let me in the country because I'm trying to come back. That's where I want to be next. But if I can't be there next, I've got a bunch of other places that I want to go to. Until then, I'm going to be happy to be at home. I'm happy to be back with you guys, although I didn't miss a week of episodes, but I'm happy to just be back home recording at home. And yeah, until next time, next week, I think I want to talk to you guys about enmeshment because it's something that I'm having a lot of conversations with people about. A lot of people aren't aware about it. And I want to shed some light and I also want to take you into deeper parts of enmeshment and different childhood traumas that are still showing up in adulthood to help others feel as free as I feel. So next week is going to be more of a lesson kind of one. So today I just wanted to inspire you all to do something nice for yourself and I'm going to be checking so please let me know what you've done and what you've planned to do and I'll be keeping tabs. I love you all. Thank you for being with me every single week and until next time. Thank you for joining me for an episode of My Sacred Return, the podcast. I hope this space made you feel comfortable and that you'll return next week. If you feel called to, please subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend. 
You can keep up with me on Instagram at mysacredreturn and the rest of my social media links will be in the description box. See you next time, Sacred Souls.